0: Hey podcast, welcome back. My name is Jasmine Wonders. I am one of your co hosts along with RJ Rome. Before we jump straight into the episode, I want to take a second to say thank you for being here. And if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe, leave us a comment on social with your thoughts. And now to the episode.
1: Is. So tell us about yourself. How did you get into writing? Um, So I guess I've always been a big a reader. Um, and when I was younger, I used to like, you know, write stories. And then I uh, got into high school and I uh, didn't pay attention as much. And I was just kind of like writing my own stories during class and things like that. And then going into college, um, I took a lot of like English classes. And my parents kind of pushed me towards like, you know, an actual career that I can make money right off the bat, so right. I went um, into teaching and I took a lot of English classes for like, teaching high school English, so I took creative writing and things like that, but then also had my like teaching degree as backup, um, but I also wrote a lot like during college and on my off time and things like that, so then I became a teacher. Um, but then we moved down to Tennessee and I stayed home then with my kids. So then my husband was like, why don't you just try to, you know, publish something since you're home now, you have time. And I like didn't want to do the whole, like, wait for, um, you know, a publishing company to finally say they, like, you know, publish me. So I discovered Amazon and I was like, I could just totally do this myself and, and just, you know, publish on my time when I want to do it, what I want to do. So that's that's it. Two years ago almost I think it was uh September of yeah, two years ago. So that's awesome. It, it's definitely easier for us to self publish than waiting around for a publisher and, or an agent to find us an opportunity. Oh yeah, um, definitely. And I like having the power. Like I I like knowing like if I you know, I set my own deadlines, if I got stuff going on at home, you know, I know, I don't have to put the pressure on myself to finish, you know, something that a, a publisher would have been like, well, you need to do it, you sign a contract, you know, so I like that mm-hmm. freedom. Right, I, I think you have kids, and I have two kids, so how do you um, balance writing with taking care of them? It's tough, um, I have a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, and my daughter's going to be two next month, so... It's tough, especially now, like with all of them home and you know trying to keep up with their schoolwork and things like that. Right. But I'm usually do it. I'm like a late um, writer, so like when everyone's sleeping, I usually stay up to like twelve, one o'clock and write. And I'm like living on Red Bull, which is which is not healthy, but <laughs> I gotta try to get it in somehow. It's, it's tough. I'm <laughs> in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely tough, but. I I like writing at night because it's quiet and everyone's sleeping, and I kind of get, like, my best ideas because, like, I go over the day and, like, everything that happened, and then something sparks from somewhere, and, and then I just start going at it.
0: So you write romance, right? Yes, I do. Did you read a lot of romance first, or?
1: I, in high school I didn't, because my parents are kind of really super conservative, so Mm -hmm. like, even like, watching romance movies is like, super, like, I wasn't allowed to do it, (laughs) so I kind of like, snuck romance novels in, but then once I got to college, I discovered um, like, Sophie Kinsella and Carly Phillips, and like, they were kind of on the like, lighter end of, Carly Phillips before she went, um, more steamy, but Mm -hmm. uh, they were like, on the lighter ends of romance. And then one of my friends at college, was like, "Why don't you try like you know something a little steamier?" I was like, "What?" And then I started reading like books with like actual sex scenes. I'm like, "Oh my god, they can publish this stuff? Like that's crazy!" <laughs> and then like one of the like I started writing a little bit like raunchier, and I was like, "This is cool that I can like actually write this, and no one's gonna like come arrest me." So right, <laughs> and it's really funny because like five books, especially the last one I just published, like they're really really steamy and it's like so funny that I came from such like a very conservative house and then I'm writing
0: this (laughs) Mm. I think that's how I feel with the way RJ writes because I same thing very conservative here like I literally went to a movie as a kid with my parents and they thought it was an action film and then a sex scene in like the middle of the street started happening and my dad was like Freaking out, like let's get out of the oh theater, god. like there. <laughs> right. Yep. So, when I read her stories, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, I know a sex scene's coming. I start blushing, like it's really weird sometimes. <laughs> I'm gonna make him even steamier now. Oh make no! Blush.
1: <laughs> right, challenge accepted. <laughs> so, um, I know you just released your fifth book in the Sadler series. Can you tell us about? other series sure um so it's five siblings they're two brothers and three sisters um and each I, how I write series is they're standalones because they each follow a different um character but they're also like super connected so like my double play series a baseball series all follow like different characters too but they're like a family so they're always in each other's books because mm-hmm. I, I like cannot let go of characters right. so I'm like okay so it's the oldest brother And then the um, oldest sister, the twin sister's um, brother. And so, like, they're all falling in their different um, life and, like, you know, how they fall in love and things like that. But they're all different tropes. So, yeah, like, surprise pregnancy, enemies to lovers, second chance. um, There's a military romance in there. So, Mm -hmm. the last book was The Youngest Sister of Dakota. And it's funny because the rest of the siblings are kind of like loud and feisty and um you know bossy and she was like the oddball out and she was always so quiet always so professional and organized and she meets Andre who is like the complete opposite of her he's like this loudmouth playboy and and mm. it's funny because I've never written an opposite track romance and it mm. probably was my favorite thing I've ever written because it's just so funny to like put two people together that are so unalike, but mm. somehow they work together because they end up being roommates and they work together and they're both teachers. They're, they end up being co-teachers together. So they're literally thrown together every second of the day. Mm. And like, they, like yet somehow it works and it's, it was really awesome. I loved writing that one. That's awesome.
0: So I'm just curious. I know sometimes authors like to sneak bits and pieces of themselves into the stories <laughs> did you do something like that is it you know people you know maybe a little of yourself
1: um I guess I kind of do that with a, a little bit of everyone I guess but mm. I did that a lot with um in my double place years. I did that a lot with walk-off okay. um Lacey and Nico's relationship it was it's so like hot and heavy and like it, it goes from like zero to a hundred and then back it it's always so hot and cold and they went through a lot of like things that my husband and i went through okay. so i took a lot of that from my relationship and then i think like the on the funner side of our relationship was a lot of um salad at stake my husband's portuguese so i took i made a spanish hero instead of portuguese so i was like oh if i say make him portuguese everyone's gonna think i'm talking about my husband so i
0: gotta
1: change it <laughs> <laughs> so like that was kind of more of like our funner relationship like we, we do a lot of like projects around the house and that one's like a fixer up in romance okay. so like a, a lot of those some of those scenes actually happened in real life it was really funny like he made me sand the whole deck with a standing block instead of like me do a <laughs> and people like, "How rude of him!" I was like, "Yeah, that happened in real life." And I'm married to the guy that made me do. It. <laughs> so sometimes, yeah, but a lot of times I just gotta go with the flow. Like I'll be typing and things will just happen mm-hmm. out of my control. So not mm-hmm. all the time, but sometimes I sneak a little bit of us in there. Okay. And that's exactly why I write under a pen name because I am terrified that people will think my teeny team are my husband and I. And you know what there are some like bloggers out there that give no shame i was like did that really happen i'm like girl i'm not telling you that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just no it's all pretend it's all pretend don't ask me questions <laughs> <Just> like that <laughs> exactly <laughs> did you
0: did you tell your husband ahead of time when you were writing it or no
1: Oh yeah. And okay. and he was like, Yeah, you're making me look like a jerk. I was like, well, What do you want jerk? You? you made me fan the whole time. Like, oh. But I was like, No one knows it's you. It's it's a it's a Raphael, it's not you, so don't worry. But uh, yeah, great. he knows. And he's been on like we've been a bunch on a bunch of uh, a bunch of my covers too and stuff. He's really supportive. Okay. That's awesome. So you make your own covers? For the most part, yeah, for double play. I made all of those covers. Like that's my husband's baseball booty. Those are my hands. Like I made all of those covers with him. Wow. <laughs> but um for uh, <laughs> thanks for the sadler series, um but some of those were like Shutterstock. One and f- uh four and five are all Shutterstock. But then two and one point five is actually my friend Brittany, her husband's in the Air Force and it was a military romance with the heroes in the air force, so her and her husband did those pictures for me, which came out so cool. It um, yeah, was pretty cool. And then it's me and my husband in the third one, since so you know, he's. He, I took a lot of the hero from him. <laughs> um, so you published on KDP, which is yeah. the Amazon platform. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Because I, I also publish that way, and I seem to struggle with, like, keyword strings and getting on the actual to come up in the searches so do you have any advice for anybody else out there that's trying to publish on KDP? it is tough especially like you know we were saying how awesome it is to be an indie author but it's also super tough because you Mm -hmm. have to do everything and you have Mm -hmm. to learn everything you have to be the writer you have to be the marketer you have to you know um control everything and it's and it's tough to learn it all and be successful at it all but um i actually took I mean, I take classes, I guess. Like, I took um, a social media class with Candy Steiner over Zoom. That was really helpful. Um, and then I'm also doing this, like, 5 day Amazon ad challenge. Um, I'm a little behind it. I have to catch up for two days. But yeah, I never even ran an ad. Like, I've only run an ad through Instagram because I am so technology deficient. Like, I really don't <laughs> understand any of that stuff. So, um, and ask. Like, if you talk to other authors a lot of authors like i've discovered more helpful than not helpful a lot of authors are super supportive and they have so much information like i'm in the um k from like writing uh, in her world and i met Logan chance through it and he is like insane i'm like how do you have this much brain like space left in your brain for all this stuff (laughs) he's so he knows so much about everything so i'm just like kind of picking other authors brains too because it, it is hard to kind of you know all right i wrote this book now how do i get it in all these people's hands it's like right it great and i did the hardest part but it's not it's the hardest part is just trying to get it out there so mm-hmm. it's it's definitely hard but i mean ask around and take classes and things like that yeah yeah i agree i i find the writing community especially on instagram is is extremely helpful oh definitely and and i like that it's it's not competition it's who's trying to help every, you know each other yeah, exactly. There's room for everybody. Everybody loves to read so many different things, so it's like, you know, it's not just a one-and-done one, one and done thing. There's, there's room for everything, and especially bookworms will read forever and ever and ever, so right. there's never going to be not too many books, so we'll, we'll be good.
0: <laughs> so when you sit down to write a story, do you have a clear vision of where you want to go with it? Do you take notes, plot out stuff, or do you just kind of just go? I'm
1: kind of a little bit of a pantser and a planner. So I'll have moments where I'll listen to a song or I'll like, you know, watch something on TV Mm -hmm. and like all of a sudden the whole story is going to form in my head. So I grab my phone quick. I usually type on Google Drive just because I can do it on my phone whenever I want. Um, And like sometimes a whole scene will come to me and I'll be like, okay, great. And then I'll just start typing and not plan a thing and see where it goes. But then there's other times where I have like a whole summary list so like chapter one this is what's going to happen chapter two this is what's going to happen and then I start typing and try to stay organized mm-hmm. and like you're going to think I'm nuts when i say saying this but like then the characters just do whatever they want so then I'm like okay great that whole plan's out the window now let me just follow whatever's happening here um so like I try to plan and sometimes it works out but most of the time I kind of just sit down and just see what happens but it's, it's a, I roll the dice every time I write a
0: book.
1: <laughs> I think that's great because that's exactly how I write. And I, I completely agree. I think the characters have their own minds, even though they're coming out of mine, And it's great that they just kind of lead you where they're, they're supposed to be. Yeah. Cause I feel like if I force it and I try to put them back in the box that I wanted them to be in, then it might just sound weird. So I'm just like, fine. You want to go this way? Let's go this way. <laughs>
0: right. Do you ever go through those moments of, of writer's block where you, you know, you just can't figure out what to write or, you know, you're going through something personally and it affects it?
1: I definitely have gone through that recently and I have not gone through that since I started because I guess maybe it's just with everything going on or things like that. But um, I'm writing a book in the hockey hero world and I just could not for the life of me finish this book. Like I started it in November and I normally am a pretty fast writer because once I sit down, I kind of just don't do anything else until I finish it, and I just really focus. Mm-hmm. But I just kept pushing it aside. I like focus more on the Sadler series, and I just couldn't figure it out. And I've never written the friends to lovers trope, and I think that's maybe why I'm I'm more of an enemy to lovers, like second chance, super feisty heroine, and like you know a lot of like a passionate like you know fighting and things like that. And this one was more. You know, um, subdued because they're friends, like they don't hate each other. I'm like, damn it, how do I write people that don't hate each other that turn into love? I'm like, how do they like start out with love? And so, I think that was it. It was just a different trope, and I had to kind of figure out um, my way around it. And it's also weird writing in somebody else's world, like it's mine, but it's not mine, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm writing from their character, so I'm taking it from Stuck Up Suit. Soraya and Graham and the hero and heroine in that book, I am writing the next generation their son's book. So I'm taking someone else's characters and trying to make it into my own. And it's, it was really, really hard, but I just finished it and I sent it out to my beta. So hopefully I don't have to rewrite the whole
0: thing.
1: In yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Congratulations on finishing. Thanks. <laughs> so I, I see you, you said, um, like Pinterest do you have an author page for Pinterest or is it just something you do for fun? It's kind of, it was just something I did for fun. And then I'm a big fan of Lauren Lane and she said, um, I like follow her religiously and I have I follow her as well. And she raves about Pinterest all the time and it's her biggest social market, a uh, uh, social media marketing. And I was like, how is that possible? Because you pin things and it just goes where it originates. But, um, you know she was like you can use it because if you have mood boards or things like that like pin them like say you know actually make the pictures your own obviously um and then just pin them back to you know your amazon page and people will start you know it'll start a kind of thing where if you're looking for a book or you see like you know a collage of something cool and you click and it goes back to your amazon page like oh maybe maybe i will try out this book so it was a personal page but i'm kind of like thinking about opening up the avenue to like maybe have you know an author spot on there somewhere because I love it for projects and things around the house and recipes so like I can never give up that part of it but I just add like another board and you know put in some of my characters
0: or stuff that people have made me like collages and stuff are really cool. So what has been one of the biggest challenges to having to market yourself?
1: (sighs) I think um just trying to figure out how to go about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I first started out, I kind of just messaged, I, I would, like, not stalk, lightly stalk
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Instagrammers on Instagram, look at their page, see if what they're reading is something that, you know, I'm writing, because I know, like, if you're into paranormal, I'm not going to, I'm going to look at what you're reading, and obviously then you're probably not going to read romance, so I'm not going to, you know, and stalk you. But if you're mm-hmm. reading historical fiction, that's not what I write. So I kind of, like, target um, pages on Instagram, and I just messaged a lot of people. I was like, Listen, I'm, pre- I'm starting out. I have my first book. If you want to ARC it, let me know. And I did that for so long. <laughs> and it was hard to get reviews because people are like, Sure, I'll do it. And then I feel weird, like following up and be like, So, did you read it? You know, I don't want to be annoying. So I kind of right. just like, let it sit there and hopefully cross my fingers <laughs> that they read it. So that was yeah. hard in the beginning, just trying to get my name out there. But I don't really know how – I mean, I was, like, part of a loop, and then all of a sudden that kind of blew up, and so I don't really know. I think you just, like, talk to a lot of people, and then I got – you know, talked to a lot of authors, and then we started reading each other's work. So, I don't know. I guess you just got to really talk to people. Like, you just have to put yourself out there, because if you just, like, have your own page and just expect people to just kind of come to you like a fly on on honey, it's like you're not – that's not going to happen. You just have to, like, put yourself out there. So, I guess, yeah, just – talking to a lot of people Mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely the difficult part I've found like it's hard to put yourself out there sometimes but yeah and I'm not like a pushy person like I can never be one of these people that like sell you anything because I just always get like it's okay if you don't want to buy it like (laughs) (laughs) it's here here for you if you want it but you don't have to (laughs) so it's like hard for me to be like hey come and read my stuff and especially it's something you write and like a lot of my books like I pour a lot of myself in it and it's hard to, like, you know, send pe- tell people to go read it, and if they hate it, then it's like, oh, my God, I, like, work so hard on it, and you hate it, so it, it's a nerve-wracking, like, profession, it really is. <laughs> it is, and what do you do when you see a bad review or negative feedback? Oh, that kind of sucks, actually, that's been, like, a whole thing going around, but um, I, if it's constructive, it yeah. sucks, like, I'm, I'm actually pretty good with my writing and in taking feedback, because I want it to be the best it is. So if someone's constructive and not nasty about it and they're like, listen, it was great, but you have a few potholes you need to work on. Like that's my first one. Curveball was kind of a learning, pun intended, a learning curve for me. Um, but uh, it was like, I kind of rushed their relationship a little bit. Um, you no, know, there were a few things that I definitely could work on. And from the first book to the second is 10 times better because I barely had ARC readers for Curveball. I didn't have beta readers. Because, again, I was, like, kind of just starting out, and I didn't really know I needed it. And it, I didn't even know what ARC stood for, so. Um, but, like, just if it's constructive, I take it, and I definitely, you know, change things around and make it better. If it's just this book sucks, this author sucks, it's <laughs>
0: terrible.
1: <laughs> that's the worst. But I kind of just, I, you know you're going to have people like that, and I just have to think that, It's they're just, like, unhappy in their life, and they're just trying to look for somebody to just bring down. So it's not my fault. It's, like, them. It's on them. They have an issue. So Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to remember that. But honestly, I stay off Goodreads. I used to, like, watch and look at all my reviews all the time, but I really just stay off Goodreads, and I don't even look because there are going to be people on there that just do it to be miserable and stuff like that. So you can't concentrate on that. You just have to stay positive because there's so many – so many ways that could just bring you down and then make yourself self doubt and then it's then your writing gets affected I feel like so it's just I stay away from the negativity and it's just to whatever. Are you I ever can
0: definitely
1: related to that? <laughs> are yeah. you
0: are you yeah. ever tempted to respond to those people?
1: Oh yes definitely there, are so, there was one review that this girl was like she is an English teacher Isn't this was terrible her kids are probably separate and I was like listen girl I like responded in my head and I was like I cannot type this out be professional and I was like listen you know what like my kids actually are great and I'm allowed to spell things wrong sometimes I'm not perfect and I have an editor so you know what you can blame her too like come on but it was just it oh it's tough it's so tough that's why I have to not go on it because it's so tempting to just be like listen write a book come back at me and let me write it you know <laughs> right. but yeah I just gotta stay away from it because I have a hard time removing myself from it so that was actually my next question um, do you self edit or are you 100% an editor so I go through it myself so after I finish copy I let it sit for a few days then I read through it again and make sure there's no potholes and I like really beef it up like sometimes especially when I do a sex scene if I'm not into writing i kind of just like generically write it out so then I'll go right. back and I'll like really beef it up and make it better and then after that then I go through like just for um, like grammatical errors. and then I'll send it out to someone that edits for me and then after she's done with it then I send it out to my betas I have like three or four betas because I feel like more than that then I'm just trying to like juggle 15 balls so like someone's like oh this was great but this wasn't this was great This was what this wasn't so I'm like if I only have three or four that's more than enough to work with, um, and then I'll send it out to my ARC team. And I'm reopening my team because that was kind of like just for the Sadlers. Had the same like twenty girls read it for all five books. So now that that's done, I'm kind of just opening it up to like whoever wants to read it now because it's more like standalones coming instead of a series. So,
0: is there a part of the process, you know, going through publishing that you expected? that maybe you thought was going to be simple, like publishing the Amazon, or was it harder than you thought?
1: Um, that was a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. Just formatting. I'm not super, mm. like I said, I'm not really that good with technology, so formatting for me, I just use the um, KDP Create on there, and I know everyone raised Valvellum. When I'm rich and famous, I will buy it, but it's super <laughs> expensive <laughs> to buy I it, agree. so I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to drop that much money in one shot? So it's been fine. Like, I do um, Calibre, too. I don't know if that's how you say it. I like makeup words and think that's how you say it, so it might be Calibre or Calibre, something like that. Um, I use that, too, so... And I don't have, like, my paperbacks are not super fancy. Like, I just have those little icon things kind of, like, underneath the chapter. But I don't have anything super fancy going on. So um, I kind of format it by myself. But formatting's hard. And now that I know how to, like, you know, do it all through Amazon, it's easy. But um, in the beginning, it was hard. I had to watch a few videos to figure it out. But, um, yeah, doing it on your own's hard. But once you get the hang of it, it's, then I can, you know, upload a book pretty quick. And it's not that, it's not that bad.
0: Do you have a favorite book?
1: To read? Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. It changes all the time. I guess it depends on my mood. Um, I actually read, recently, I listened to the audiobooks when we moved from New York to Tennessee. Um, I listened to all three audiobooks, like, on the way down. Monica James' um, All Saints Trilogy. Okay. Um, it's faint, Bad Saint, Fallen Saint, and Forever My Saint and those books have stuck with me we've been here almost two months now and I cannot get over my book hanger hangover from that because it was just insane like how she twists the story and just I don't know it was just insane like I I I can't even I have no words but that's definitely something that I would totally like those three books I would reread over and over and over again because it was just amazing and I'm not really like a dark romance reader usually I kind of like lighter things and and like I could do a little suspense but some parts were rough to read, but it just—it dragged me in, and I still kept going. It was really, really good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you said you live in Tennessee. Have you have you been to Nashville? Yes, I have, and it's great. Um, we haven't really like my husband and I haven't gone together out because we don't really have babysitters here. We kind of well, my family's in New York and his family's in Missouri, um, but. We, I've gotten out because I went to a Backstreet Boy concert with one of my friends, and that was my first time like out, out in Nashville. That was so cool. Like it's crazy that when you go, like these bars, like these singers that are there, they're so amazing. You're like, how are you not famous? You're so good. But everybody is like everybody you go to, they're such good singers. It's crazy. Like the atmosphere in the city is just amazing. It's so cool. I hope to get there, because I'm a huge country music fan. Oh, my so, gosh. Well, when you do, you I, have to let me know. know. Yes, okay. you have to let me know. It's so good. And it's crazy now they're, like, having all the country singers, like, have their own bars. And we tried to, like, get in, but there's so many, um, they always have, uh, like, private events. So I was like, oh, my God, a Brian's bar. Let's go. And you like, just kidding. There's a private event. I'm like, damn it. All right. Let's try to go line. No, private event. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: So, switching gears a little bit, I saw you said you played college tennis. I did. And it was interesting because I played college basketball and I ran cross-country. So, just curious what your experience was like. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, that's so cool. Um, So,
1: yeah, it was awesome, to be honest. I... So, like, I'm trying to push my kids. I mean, they're only, they're little now, but, like, when they grow up, I definitely want them to play a sport during college because it taught me so much. First of all, it kept that freshman 15 off because I was working out, like, three times a day, and it was amazing, so that was a plus. Um, And it's also just go with time management because you had to, like, you had, first of all, you had to keep your grades up because Mm -hmm. then you'd be dropped from the team pretty fast. And I had a tennis scholarship and an academic scholarship, so I Mm -hmm. kind of had it both ways where I had to be on my game on the court, and I had to keep my grades up in school, so um, just being able to manage your time, like, I had practice in the morning, then I had class all day, then I had usually hitting at night, so I had to really make sure that I had enough time to do my schoolwork, I had enough time to work out and go to practice, so it teaches you a lot, and just, you already have, it's, it's hard to make friends, I feel like, especially now, like, kids are just getting meaner and meaner, mm-hmm. so it's like, you have your teammates no matter what, like. You can make friends in class, that's great, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I still talk to one of my, uh, two of my girls on my team that are super, like, I'm still super close with. I talk to a lot, because you spend so much time together. Like, you're together twice a day for practice, usually, you know, overnight uh, matches where we'd go somewhere for the weekend, like, you're together all the time, and you guys go through things together that other people don't go through like we went through practices where we you know we'd puke on the side and like it was just rough like we had to go through a lot of crap together so it's really cool I loved it I would definitely do it over if I had to go back to college again and play a sport every single time (laughs) I'm athletically challenged so I did not play (laughs) I did try and learn how to play tennis probably like 10 years ago and it was awful (laughs) awful for me it's fun it's it's a game you can play forever which is cool like my kids my daughter plays my son doesn't play yet he's he's five and he doesn't really like to do much except play video games so (laughs) (laughs) they all do that i mean he could be
0: a professional video game player at this point he
1: he does things on that thing where i'm like how did you do that how do i move forward like how are you jumping i don't even know how to move forward on this thing yep (laughs) My son is three and he knows how to like fully operate my iPhone. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> oh my <happening?" laughs> gosh, right? They're super scary smart, really young. It's weird. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to share? That would make this your the last question? Um, you I just have uh, my cocky book. Um, not sure when that's getting published because we have to like submit it. They have nine days for the audible and stuff like that. So that's gonna be sometime this year. Just I don't know when. Um and actually I have a pretty fun project coming up with three other authors, Kara Weed, Callie Brixen, and Shanna Swenson. We're doing a um series about four friends that are own a high end strip club at night, but during the day they have all a like, professional job. So my character is a labor and delivery nurse. Um Shannon's character is a librarian, Callie's character is a teacher, and Kara's character is a secretary to a CEO. Um, That's going to be the fall of 2020 and like the winter. So it's going to be each of us have our own book with the character, but they're all going to be, you know, connected in the series from the beginning to end. And it's suspenseful. Yeah, it's so cool. It's suspenseful. Um, There's like a whole mystery surrounding the girls in the club. And it's just, it's been so much fun to write. We're like, we are on video with each other. We're like, okay, so what are we doing now? It's, It's super fun to write with other authors. And especially that, like, we're we are we're so big on like empowering women and stuff, and it's just like so cool that these girls just have professional jobs, and then at night they're like queens running this club, and it's just they wear masks so they, you know, um, conceal their identity, and it's, it's it's so fun.
0: How'd you come um, up with the know. idea for that story?
1: Actually, it's funny. We're I'm in so many different like blogger chats or author chats, mm-hmm. and me, Callie, and I think Shannon, or maybe it was Kara. Three out of the four of us were in this chat together, and someone—I don't know who it was was like, "Oh my god, it'd be so funny if someone wrote a story about strippers." So like, they—they they weren't like, but then they were like professional and day, and I was like, "Like, let's do that. You want to write that?" She's like, "Yeah, let's write it. Let's find someone else and let's do four. And I was like, let's, "Let's do it." And so I think I'm, I'm really close to Shanna, so I think maybe I brought Shanna in, and I was like, "Okay, let's pick a professional, like a profession that's super." the opposite of a stripper. Like, a, like a, I think she's like a kindergarten teacher and then like Shannon's the library labor and delivery nurse, like you're bringing babies into this world but then you're stripping like five hours later. Like, it's so, we, yeah, we came up with that and then kind of just ran with it. Like, we have swag already. Wow. Um, we have um, covers made and we're doing a prequel novella so all the girls kind of meet when they're younger um, and that's coming out in November. It's mm-hmm. the Sin and Secrets um, series so that's coming out in November, where they're all young in college and they meet, and then their books are all but they're older and their profession, and you know, and they own the club and things like that. So mm-hmm. I'm like so stoked about that; it's gonna be so awesome. I just sound awesome. All right. Well, I think we've taken up enough of your time. I I knew you wanted to get back to your family, but thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for, for having was me. Fun. I I got to talk because I know we've (laughs) been in chat rooms together. So it's always nice to actually meet your virtual friends. Yeah, right. Thank you guys
0: for having me. All right. It was nice meeting you. All
1: right. Nice to meet you guys, too. All right. All right. Have fun. Thanks. Bye. If you've made it this far, you survived another episode of Married to My Writing. Stay tuned for our next episode when we talk with dark romance author Shanjita Nusrath Ali. See you next time.